I want us to read the scripture today that comes from Ephesians. You know, we're in a series entitled Living in the Light, Living in the Light. And I want to encourage you to be here next Sunday. Uh, Anthony and I are going to do a, uh, a thing where we invite you into a conversation with us up here on relationships. We're going to be talking about marriage. That's always a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about parenting and discipline and and, uh, and, and living into our relationships that Christ has called us to. And so be here next week. But let's read this together. Ephesians 5, 8 through 17. And I want you to hear some of the contrasts going on that Paul uses. And I want you to hear uh, some of the things that he's saying, partition off from your life and bring into your life. Here we go. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we've brought a lot of things into this room. Things that have distracted us. Things we're fearful about. Things that you, you would not want us to obsess over. We know the evil one would want us to be distracted by those things. And so help us to step forward in faith. Illuminate our minds and our hearts. Help us to see the possibilities. Shine your light in the dark corners of our heart. And cleanse us. Purify us. And make us radiant, God. Make us glow for you. It's in the name of the one that is our light, Jesus, whose name we pray. Amen. Well, we are, we have dived into a series over the last couple of weeks. It's really been a Bible study related to the, the message from Paul, the Apostle Paul, to the church at Ephesus. And it was really a circulated letter. It would be likened to if you wrote a very, very special email and you carbon copied it to just a few close friends. He wanted the other churches in the region to overhear the things he was saying. And so he carbon copied it, if you would, to these churches. And the wonderful thing for us is that the Holy Spirit has carbon copied it for us today. For it has a message for us. 
And in the second half of Ephesians, we find that there is a theme in unity, in walking in purity, which we're going to reference today, and then walking in victory. Walking in victory. And so I want you to follow along with this motif that he really has out there, this, this theme of a cosmic contrast between light and darkness. And he, he talks about various contrasts that are, that are a part of our lives. You were once far away, but now God has drawn you near. You were once a foreigner, but now you're a citizen. You're no longer an alien. You're part of the kingdom of God. And now, do away with the darkness. See, these are new converts. He's saying, you were once darkness. Do away with darkness. And allow Christ to illuminate your life. And so what we're going to do is really take the generalities, that, that physical imagery of light, to speak to a spiritual truth. And what he's saying in verse 8, in this fifth chapter, is this, For you once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. That's what you are. Live that way. Now, it's interesting, when God established creation, uh, what did he do as a first initiative to give life? Do you remember what it was? He said, let there be light, right? And, and the heavens opened up, and the, the earth was filled with darkness, and, and it was formless, and it was empty, and darkness covered the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters, and the Lord said, let there be light. And what? There was light. And, and we have become so dependent on light, haven't we? The physical, one's physical sight and vision is dependent on the reflective nature of light. Uh, we find that vitamin a vitamin actually comes from sunlight too much sunlight is not good but what we find is vitamin d actually comes through through sunlight which helps our body and and we find that plant life needs light for photosynthesis and growth in fact, in our own lives, some of us may struggle with the lack of sunlight, and some actually have a disorder because they don't get enough sunlight visually uh, that there's a depression that comes with that. And so Paul, who was literally blinded by the light, literally blinded by the light, says, look, I want to use this as a metaphor to stir us up, to wake us up, sleeper, to rise from the dead because Christ wants to live in you. He wants to shine in you. And so this morning, I want to ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to shine His light into those dark corners of who you are. It's interesting how light is so important. One of the things it does is, is it, it, darkness is exposed because of light. He says in this fifth chapter, verse 11, have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And so what we have is this darkness becomes exposed and we see things as they really are 
Isn't it interesting how you can walk in the den of your home or maybe another room and you can go over to a small table and turn on a light and you can see the coffee table. Looks normal, right? But then you throw on the floods or the overhead lights and there's a film of dust on the coffee table. Now, that never happens at my house because it's always clean. But my wife's here. I don't want to give the impression that the house is out of order. But yeah, there's this film that we see when things are illuminated. And it's the same way with our lives. When the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts and our lives, He begins to, to shine a light on some things that need to be removed or eradicated or that are not right or maybe dysfunctional in our relationships. And we begin to see some things. I'm amazed at people who come to know Jesus Christ in a personal relationship and, and, and they'll say, I can't believe how much I was in the dark. I can't believe how self-destructing I was. I can't believe how dehumanizing I was. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, you once were in darkness, but hallelujah, you are now in the light. And that light is exposing things to help you move away from those shameful disobedient acts that you may have done in secret. And it exposes through light that which really needs to be visible. Uh, some of those things, really, you could put an umbrella over those things. He goes through a litany of things that are the wickedness of this world that, that have to do with the dark side, that represent the darkness. But what he really says is it comes down to a depraved mind that darkness really is a lack of understanding darkness really is when we disregard the things of god because we don't understand the things of god and we don't understand the blessing that god wants to give us in a righteous path of living and so if all you've ever known is darkness and you feel at home there, you never really want to leave home. Are you with me? And so he's saying, move away from those things that are evil, disobedience, rejecting the truth, bad decisions. These things, greed, sexual, sexual immorality, and inappropriate behavior, things not only physically but in the mind, and it's interesting, Satan has a way of taking something that God sees as beautiful and, and turns it on its head. That's what the word perversion means, really, a reverse of what God intended. I mean, take the word evil, for example. And those of us who may be dyslexic can figure this out. The word evil spelled backwards is what? It's live. And so what is evil? Evil is just simply living life backwards. It's, it's living life in a way that God never intended. In fact, if you want to talk about sin, if you want to talk about disobedience, it usually can be traced back to something beautiful that God ordained, and we have corrupted it, we have twisted it into something that can be destructive. 
And so one of the things about light is, is in that illumination of light, it, it shines on the darkness. And when that light is real in our lives, it begins to dispel the darkness because the Holy Spirit begins to say, okay, you've let me on the front porch. You've let me in your living room. Now let's go to the den, let's go to the bedroom, let's go to every part of the house and let me light it up. Not only is darkness dispelled and darkness is exposed because of the true light in Christ, direction is determined. Chapter 5 verse 13 says, but everything is exposed by light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes light in other words not only does it expose the darkness not only does the light in the room of my life come on but then i begin to see oh these were destructive things that i need to walk away from and God has a path for me. He has a direction. His sovereignty and His grace and His Holy Spirit is moving me forward. And I, be, I can begin to see the pieces coming together. That is the light of Christ through the Holy Spirit. You know, he said earlier in the scripture we read, he said, and discover what the will of God is for you. That's where the light begins to really come on. And so in that, we find that it gives direction, that life gives direction. I love that story of naval vessels that were doing maneuvers, and, it, and it was, they were practice maneuvers, and, and they were out at sea, and, and one of them was a battleship. And the captain said to the man up in the wing, I want you to watch uh, the night. Make sure that we're safe, uh, that we're not going to uh, encounter any enemies. And, and so the guy up in the watch station said, uh, sir, uh, Captain, there is a, a light. Sea uh, port side, uh, it's to the right, steady, which means that they were on a collision course. And he said, well, signal to him. Maybe he's one of ours. Signal to him and tell him to turn 20 degrees. And so the watchman signaled and said, turn 20 degrees. And the light flashed back and said, no, you turn 20 degrees. And the captain was frustrated, and you say, you tell him I'm a captain and I'm signaling him. He needs to change direction. Recourse 20 degrees. And the light came back and said, you turn 20 degrees. And so the captain was livid, and he sent another message saying, you must change course. I'm a battleship. And the message came back and said, you must change course. I'm a lighthouse. You see, light can bring a sense of direction. Not only are we able to put away and dispel the darkness and expose it for what it is, but we're able to find direction through light. And that's what the Holy Spirit is for us. The Scripture says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And so when we read the Scripture, and when we seek wise counsel from others, and when we come to a setting like this, the Holy Spirit is able to bring light and clarity to our lives in ways we've not had it before. John 8, 
verse 12 said, I am the light of the world. Jesus says this. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of life. So men and women, for us today, the wonderful thing is that that light shows for us the darkness and allows us to have an avoidance of the darkness because the Holy Spirit can catch us, can check our spirit, and then move us in a better direction, illuminating our path before us. But the question is, is that light something we're simply to enjoy, or is it something we're to employ? Is it something that, that, that we, we gather? You know, a lot of people think, well, you know, uh, why don't we shout at the darkness? Why don't we curse the darkness? But I like that one quote that says, instead of cursing at the darkness, why don't we light a candle? And then I think sometimes in the church, we, we, we gather ourselves and we are lights. And I've seen how your light has made a difference in the light of, lives of others. But, but a lot of times what we do is we, we consolidate that light and we, we put it together and we, we gather in the church and we're a bunch of little lights. Isn't that wonderful? And we can sing Kumbaya and this little light of mine and feel really good about ourselves while the rest of the world is going to hell. And so what we need to do is take that light as we've recharged in this place out into the world to dispel the darkness, expose it for what it is. Not with negative verbiage, but with acts of kindness, with character with the fruits of the Spirit being lived out. I love the story of the Boy Scout campout. The guys were in their sleeping bags, and it was uh, during a time of year where mosquitoes uh, were horrible, and they were getting bitten and eaten up, and one of them was looking outside his sleeping bag. He was trying to protect himself, and he looked out, and he saw lightning bugs. And he yelled to the others, Y'all need to get back in your sleeping bags. They're coming at us with flashlights. You know, that's what we're called to do. We're called to go out and, and shine the light of Christ. Now, I need to share with you that when you do that, a lot of people aren't going to understand. It's almost as though when my teenage son is in his room and the shades are pulled, and I say, good morning, son, and I lift the shades, and he's like, ah! right a lot of people aren't going to understand it because they've lived in darkness for so long and some of them may say this is all i've ever known as they stumble around but in a very gracious way you can speak love and truth you can light their world. And so the results of being awakened by the light means that we reflect that light onto others.
Have you noticed the harvest moon that we've had? I don't know why they call it the harvest moon. I think maybe because the farmers in the old days actually worked off of it. But we've had a harvest moon. It's a full moon. It's been awesome, to use a word from the 80s. It's been awesome. And, 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 uh, and, and one of the things is you can walk, you know, I was able to walk my dog without very much light at all, and I was visible and I could be seen. But you know what? That's interesting, isn't it? Because that moon, that harvest moon, that full moon was so brilliant in our neighborhood the other night, but it does not generate its own light. How does that work? It is light that is reflected from the sun. Men and women, that's the case for you and me. We find that that light of Christ is, is illuminating our lives in such a way that we are reflective towards others. And it's my prayer, it's my prayer that 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 light will so shine that as Jesus said, that they'll see the good works of us and give glory to the Father. And so how reflective are you? How open are you? Anthony and I were talking recently, and he shared the story about a, a young girl that uh, worked out of a mission organization, and she was working with the general public. And that's always interesting when you work with the general public, because you get a lot of personalities and a lot of, a lot of stories and a lot of situations. And, and she was ministering. And, and, and just really being herself, she wasn't in her ministry setting, she was just being herself, and someone said to her, i got to ask you a question, I somehow believe that you're different than most. Do you work at that ministry center? And she said, yes. How did you know? And the person said, because you had a glow. You just have a countenance. You're glowing. May it be that, as Paul talks about, while you were once darkness, you are now light. And you don't just shine your own light. You reflect the light of Christ. Why? Because you're living in the light. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you have set us apart to not curse the darkness, but to simply shine our light. And our greatest task is to point others towards the greater light. So help us to do that. Help us to do that as a church. Help us to do that as individuals where we work, in our home, in our community, in our neighborhood, Lord. Not in such a way that it's blinding, but it's directive. It's helpful. And it points others to you. May that be our story. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.